passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Morning to the morning rush, everybody. Now they shift to Binion to the left hip of his quarterback. AJ's going to throw. He's going to loop it to Binion. Touchdown, Arkansas. Start every Saturday with Arkansas Game Day, five hours before kickoff. Presented by Randall Ford and Bud Light. There's something beautiful about a running back wheel route. Everyone knows what Ronnie Wingo did against Alabama in 2010. You heard Chuck's call of Rashad DeBinion doing something similar against BYU. Might see that a little bit against the Auburn Tigers this weekend. And I'm excited to see who else could be making plays for Arkansas. That's why we're going to talk with Richard Davenport, who Arkansas has got coming in, coming up in just a sec, Tommy. Hey, we're brought to you by our friends at Matchstick Studios and Modular Orange. Your website is such a key component of your business. Small business, big business, doesn't matter. Uh, and with the winter months and the colder months and we're inside more, think about your own habits out there. Do you look at your phone more? Are you scrolling at night, looking at different things? Yeah, you know, we all do we, we, because we're in, inside more after we get home. Now's the time for the largest traffic online to come to your business. Are you ready for it? Modular Orange websites are written, designed, launched, hosted, secured, all the things you don't even want to think about for $95 a month with no upfront cost and no additional fees. I bet your cell phone bill is more than $95 a month. So focus on building your business. Let Modular Orange team focus on building your website and getting you new leads, new customers to come to your front door. Control your own website. Don't let Facebook do it. Don't think because Facebook is free, that's the all, all you need. Nothing can be further from the truth. So call Jordan, 479-755-3043, or visit ModularOrange.com. Richard's going to join us in just a sec. I also want to share this video that Eric Musselman released from his pregame speech before playing Robber State. It has something to do 
with Halloween, and Arkansas was able to defeat Roger State. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it on Monday night, again, I just want to remind everyone this morning that the Texas game is no longer televised on the Longhorn Network this Saturday. So if you're looking for something to do, it's right here on ESPN Arkansas on hitthatline.com with Tommy. And are you doing the show with Derek or Zach? Tommy? Derek. Derek. So Tommy and Derek, an old morning rush reunion, will be doing the Arkansas hog reaction show let's welcome in richard davenport this morning arkansas democrat gazette whole hog sports richard i'm curious when teams go on the road and there's attendees recruits that are watching the home team how many times and not just at arkansas but how many times have you seen those said players become more interested in maybe the winning road team hey richard may not have heard you that'd be my fault richard good morning you hear us now yeah, I can hear okay. you guys. Ask your question again there. Ty Craft had an E1 here. Oh, my bad. All right. I so, didn't have you until. So. I got gotcha. you. Hey, Richard, this is a, a setup this weekend, 11 o'clock. You're the road team. This is a good setup for you. I'm curious, when teams are hosting players and recruits and they're there to watch that said team, but the opposing road team comes in and wins, does that player that was watching the home team become suddenly more interested and the team, the visiting team that beat them? I think it piques their interest a little bit, yeah. And uh, and, and a lot of times, uh, I'm not going to say a lot, but quite often Arkansas and Auburn uh, compete for the same player, especially in Alabama. So uh, I think that's that's uh, that's definitely something that uh, would be a plus. And, you know, you, when you're, you're going to, a uh, say, a home game of a, of a team that's recruiting you, and say 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 Arkansas goes in there and and pretty much uh, takes the crowd out of the out of the ball game. I mean that's that's impressive. Uh, I would tend to think for for a prospect. So yeah, I think it's a it's a plus if Arkansas goes in there and yeah. Uh, now, now is it going to sway uh, you know kids' minds and uh, and and masses? No, but I think it could plant a seed and kind of help Arkansas going going forward in recruiting that kid. Richard, Auburn's been to two national championships in the last decade or so. They've been to three or four SEC championships. How far ahead is Auburn right now from a brand standpoint than Arkansas? Has that gap shortened a little bit in the last couple years? I think if it's shortened, it's shortened just a little bit because obviously I think Arkansas fans see Arkansas and Auburn as uh, pretty much equals or close to it. But uh, reality says otherwise. Uh, I, I was uh, just looking at uh, SEC championships that uh, Auburn has won since uh, Arkansas has entered the SEC. They have eight. Arkansas doesn't have any other than SEC West championships, and then they have been few and far between. Then you add in the national championships, and then most recently in 2010, Arkansas is obviously in 64. Uh, and I think they have two uh, Heisman Trophy winners, I believe. Arkansas none. I think there's a sizable uh, difference in, in in how you know nationally people look at each program. And uh, you know, if you look at the numbers, Auburn's a better program. Richard, the coaches went out on the road last Friday uh, as Arkansas had the bye week. We know that uh, Coach Pittman was at the Cabot Bryant game, one versus two, huge high school game in our state. Uh, what were the dividends that you can tell so far from last week? We know where Coach was at. Maybe 
uh, some of the other games that were attended around the country, not just in our state, and what you think might come of all of that, those visits and who they were looking at? It's always a big deal for kids. They feel like a priority when you come to their school and visit their school. And, and uh, The coaches weren't able to interact with the kids uh, other than maybe in passing, say hi or whatever, something like that, but they couldn't have any any conversations. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny. Sometimes I'll be reaching out to kids, and, and uh, they're, they're a little slow in getting back to me. But w- when a coach visits them, you know, they get a little excited, and, and they're, they're easier for me to contact. So I think that does add a certain degree of excitement and, and appreciation also that the coaches came by and visit them, and, and obviously Coach Fitman was out there, so it, it's a big deal for the kids. I guess we should also point out, I mean, for the, for those that don't follow it closely, it wasn't as though they just went to one game each and that was it. They they went to schools during the day, visited different schools for games at night. I guess in some cases, maybe some of the coaches saw two different games and watched a half at one place and down the road a, a different game. Yeah, Coach Fitman uh, in particular, he did that. He was at the Mills uh, – Mills game the first half, and then he went to Bryant and 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 uh, Cabot uh, for the second half. I was at the Bryant game, and and he showed up uh, a little after I, I believe the the second half started, and he stayed till the entire game, and and uh, that was a big deal for uh, T.J. Lindsey, who's uh, the 2024 defensive lineman for Bryant, who, who's uh, a major target for Arkansas. Talking with Richard Davenport, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and Whole Hog Sports this morning. Staying within Central Arkansas, Richard, it looked like Walker White got offered by Alabama yesterday. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's not a big surprise. I've been hearing some rumblings that uh, Alabama's interest in uh, Walker was uh, pretty pretty serious because he attended a, a camp back in uh, in Tuscaloosa back in the summer. Evidently, threw well and impressed Coach Saban. And obviously, he pulled the trigger uh, and uh, offered him. And but the thing with Walker, I think he's a, a he's still a, you know kind of a, a work in progress. But his upside is about as high as uh, there you know any quarterback probably in the country, in my opinion. That's just me. But uh, he, he he still has to to continue to work on his accuracy and stuff like that. But I think he's improved in that area. Uh, athletically, he's he's what you're looking for. He's a legitimate six three, six four, two fifteen, two twenty. Uh, probably uh, he ran a four five five at the uh, Ole Miss camp over the summer. So uh, he's got all the tools you're looking for. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, the result is a, a good offer, a very good offer list, and and he got much better with uh, Alabama. Richard, you were speaking to players that Arkansas competes with Auburn in Alabama. The late Al T. Tempenny, Lane Hatcher. Is there another Arkansas kid or two that I'm missing that Nick Saban has offered scholarships and, and gone to Alabama that I'm not thinking of? Uh, Josh Frazier uh, from uh, Springdale Harbor. Uh, he, he was one. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there, there's, there's uh, some others, but Josh is probably – I'm thinking is the last one that off the top of my head that I can remember. I mean, Jordan Jones uh, from uh, Smackover was offered by Alabama. Obviously, he went to Arkansas. And, uh, but uh, the, I think Josh is the last one I can remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember one, though, that comes to mind that 
in the Saban era at least that's went there and been a been a star that Arkansas absolutely missed on. No, no, you you as uh, far as a star at Alabama, no, but obviously probably could have helped Arkansas in, in, in ways, uh, no doubt. I think uh, if, if Tim Penny would have been at Arkansas, I think he probably would have had a, a better career. Uh, I think the same could be said for Josh Frazier. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously the the depth at Alabama is, uh, is, is what makes them Alabama, and it's what Arkansas is trying to achieve in, in, in creating a better, you know, depth. Uh, in talent, uh, so uh, but uh, I, I think it's uh, it's something that obviously you know you can look at as a and you could probably sell you know if you're Arkansas. So when's the last time a guy from Alabama, I mean from Arkansas, went down there and had a you know a really good career and, and that you know that could probably get some people's attention. And, you know, and what what I also look at with Bama is when they when they offer an in-state kid and Arkansas hasn't offered yet. It almost forces the hand of the university, and you know, you think about certain kids, and particularly at the quarterback position, and some that have been offered by Bama that end up coming to Arkansas. I think it's just a bad look if Bama's offering and you're not. And I think about, I think it was Ty Story was offered by Arkansas second. There's been some other quarterback situations, and you probably remember the details. Fine, I know Tyler Wilson would have been another one where Bama comes in and offers, and Arkansas, who may be a little more patient on an in-state kid. Um, Kind of gets their hand forced a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that can happen, especially people. You know, the, in, the pressure of in-state pressure from uh, alumni, from boosters. Uh, you know, you know, you know that they're reaching out to the athletic program, saying, well, "Why hasn't this kid been offered?" Here's a national. You know, probably the best uh, program in college football history offered, and why why now Arkansas offered. Uh, I mean, that's just a given. I mean, and, and we've talked about so many times why Arkansas may be slow to, to offer kids uh, in-state and uh, just just because you have to be 100% uh, certain in that in that offer, you, you can't, you know, necessarily pull back from that kid uh, or, or you can, but uh, PR-wise, it's not a good idea to do that on a consistent basis. Yeah, you better be certain when, uh, when the University of Arkansas makes that offer. All right. Week nine of the high school season. We got two weeks left, nine and ten, then the playoffs. What are some some key games and some key players you'll be zeroed in on here these last two weeks of the regular season? Well, even though I was at the Bryant uh, Cabot game uh, on Friday, uh, the Bryant uh, North Little Rock game uh, I think is is another one uh, Arkansas fans could find uh, interesting because mm-hmm. you got uh, one commitment in Quincy Rhodes, and uh, you got uh, T.J. Lindsey, who we talked about earlier. And just, uh, just obviously with uh, Bride just uh, continuing to rolling, you know, and, and North Florida's kind of turned the corner a little bit and uh, started uh, started playing better. So I think that's one game uh, definitely paying attention to. I think a lot of people be watching that PA Greenwood game this week. That's a matchup everyone's kind of waited on, and I think there'll be people coming to South Sebastian County that have no direct interest, but that should be an entertaining game down at Greenwood this Friday. Absolutely, absolutely. Two of the best programs in Arkansas high school football history, and uh, and and both of them, uh, you know, it, yeah, I I, I I I forgot about that game, and it, that, that's a good point. I mean, I, I think that's that's probably going to be the game of the uh, game of the week uh, if you if you're, if you're looking for one for particular one particular game. Richard, before we get out out of here, you and I were texting a little bit last night, and 
you wanted me to bring up the fact that Musselman sure seems to be making waves and recruiting right, right now with some high-caliber talent, seeing what Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, and Nick Smith did in their exhibition game. What have you been hearing lately with top-end basketball recruits? Well, I mean, it's it's just consistent. Uh, the latest guy that I talked to, five-star Trenton Flowers, uh, in the 24 class, uh, talked to him, and 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 I, I didn't even bring it up. I mean, he, it, he I asked him about what interests him about Arkansas basketball, and he just said uh, how they were basically recruited at a high level. He he, he knows you know Nick, he knows Nick Smith, he knows Jordan Walsh, he knows Anthony Black. Uh, guys, high caliber, you know, elite type prospects, especially in basketball. And I think it's it's true in all sports, in football too, and, and and baseball, what have you. But in basketball, these all these guys know one another. Uh, it's a small world because they compete against one another, especially during the spring and summer. And also, I think it, 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 it a kid, a high caliber kid, thinks, well, that team is worthy of me. You know, especially when other guys of his caliber is going is attending that school, I think that that kind of opens up eyes. And then the NBA, we talked about it so many times. The NBA angle with the coaching staff, Coach uh, Musselman, that's another big deal uh, with kids. So there, there's so many things going going uh, in the right direction for Arkansas, and, and and potentially, you know, with this season, how it could maybe turn out. Who knows? I know a lot of people are thinking Final Four or bus, and that may be the case. I don't know, but uh, there's no guarantee of that. But, I mean, if they finish strong and, and do very well, I mean, that's just going to cre- uh, create even more momentum uh, recruiting-wise. would be quite apropos if Arkansas went to Houston this year and Nance's final call this season in the Final Four, and we all know what happened in 94. Richard, appreciate the time this morning, man. We'll do it again next week. All right, buddy. We'll see you guys. All right, Richard Davenport with us here on the Morning Rush. It's a recruiting Thursday. It's brought to you by Riley Farm Dental, 5901 Riley Park Drive, Suite A at the entrance to Riley Farms. Dr. Sparkman, boy, he loves his hogs. Dr. Brogan, they make sure that every experience you come in the door there for, whether it's braces, whether it's getting your teeth cleaned, maybe an implant or cosmetics, that it's a comfortable experience, a great environment, and that everyone in your family is going to be comfortable there every time. And that's one of the reasons they've been voted top three best of the best every year since 2017. So if you're looking for a new dental home, maybe your dentist is retired, maybe you're new to the area, go to Riley Farm Dental. 226-3500 is their number. That's 479-226-3500 or see more at RileyFarmDental.com. You know, we're talking about Eric Mosselman, and he shared quite a funny story on Monday before Roger State. Here's the theme. What do we got coming up? Halloween. Halloween. Okay, so I had to sit down my son, Michael, all right, and Matthew when they were in grade school. Okay, I had to sit them down and talk to them about my childhood, all right, on Halloween night. And Mariah's going to get this message for the third time of her life, all right, on Halloween night. Okay, here's the deal. My dad sat me down and he said, son... Here's what life's about on Halloween. It's about hustle and competing. Look at that. What do you mean hustle and competing? He says it's about winning the candy war. Winning the candy war, Tommy. So he went on to explain 
that instead of walking up to different houses, he would sprint up the hills. He also talked about how he changed costumes <laughs> and then ended up doing it again. And I, I think the players, uh, they, they enjoyed that little motivation speech on Monday night. Yeah, it was a good one. It, it, you know, it's about a two-minute video that uh, it was pretty entertaining. I've heard Harbaugh say something similar about his childhood Halloween experience. True or not, it, I think the point resonated to the team. And uh, I, I think he, you know, he was trying to make a, a greater point in all of that. If you watch the whole video, that you know, hey, you got you got to hustle and get after it. And uh, I think it was a good, I don't know, if it was tone setting speech, but it, it was certainly one that uh, probably resonates here on the doorstep of Halloween. I, I wonder how many times though that front end tie when they when he said, "Hey, what's coming up?" I would imagine they had to do a double take on that because don't you imagine, well, you know, Roger State's coming up or Texas is coming up. That probably wasn't the answer they thought he was looking for was Halloween. Yeah, I I would guess that that probably was not a first take. That yeah, might have been I've, cut. Been you might have heard cut, cut uh, a, a couple of times. But get, if, if that was the initial guess, I, he was in costume, Tommy. So yes, maybe, they, maybe they picked up on that. I, but. I liked his second costume in particular. The the referee. Yeah, he looked. He looked. Uh, that was as debonair as I've ever seen him look. You know. You know what you uh what 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 should happen during the next red white game this year is you should be on the sidelines coaching and Mush should be the one <laughs> refereeing and you chew his his ass out out over a bad call or something. I think I that would don't be. I think I could rise to his level of uh, getting after anybody. So now this is a better question for Clay. And maybe you can answer. Tommy didn't media used to coach the red white game under nolan wasn't that a thing back yeah, in the day i think okay. that, that's happened in fact it happened under maybe under mike anderson as well i think they they had a year where bob holt and somebody <laughs> else were the uh were the, it hadn't been that long ago actually uh, okay that, that happened again so they need to they need to bring that back like they do midnight madness that would be i, I think quite entertaining to see well, Bob Holden, Clay Henry coach against each other. When you're winning, you can do more of those type of things. And Arkansas is winning right now. So now would be the right time in basketball to maybe bring out some of the old card tricks again. That they are. Uh, There's some guys that go around, Tommy, to different college campuses, and they rate the athletic facilities and other things, and they're coming for the Ole Miss week. And I was thinking about what – what Eric Musselman does in situations like this, he's so open to the marketing aspect. You just heard the Halloween video that we spoke to. I just think that it resonates with kids and it helps that Michael's I think 23 or 24 and he's kind of around that ballpark age group. And he, he doesn't, I know, I know he's joked about, well, Mariah's embarrassed and Michael and Matthew are embarrassed sometimes, but he doesn't feel old to me. He, he feels just like a, a normal dude, even though he's got some age to him. I mean, Muss is knocking on the door sixty. I think he's mm. fifty-eight or nine right now. Him and him and Pippen are both, uh, you know, almost the same age. So, um, you know, staring sixty down, but not quite there yet. So, yeah, I mean, he he's got the energy. You can tell he's a guy that probably does a lot of thinking while on a treadmill or running the streets wherever you know his neighborhood. You know, he's probably a he's probably a five mile a day guy if I had to guess. And probably does it in under forty every time. Probably probably closer to to thirty than forty. You know, I, I mean, we'd all like to be in that that shape. And I think that's what keeps you. Know, I think being around young people all the time, and and almost exclusively that keeps you young uh, because you You're pick welcome. up those habits. Well, <laughs> wasn't talking about you. Uh, 
<laughs> but, and, and here's a little hint. You're not so young anymore. Oh, no, no, no. You're no, not so young anymore. We're well, not doing that. We're not doing that. So, I mean, just, just face it. You're, you're supposed to be an adult by now. These are, you know, 18 to 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds he's hanging out with. That, that'll rub off on you a little bit, that energy. And uh, trying to find ways, you got to motivate yourself to find ways to connect to them. That, you know, you got to go search that out. That doesn't come naturally to most people. It it certainly uh, it would be a challenge for just about all of us to, to stay on top of that part of the game. Well, it seems to be working. The recruiting yep. rankings nope. show exactly right. that. You're on a couple guys right now. Lane Blockers, now a five-star, uh, former Little Rock Christian Warrior, now is playing at Sunrise Christian. you got a couple guys that you'd love to see commit at some point in the near future. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. First Western Bank, we are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Tom Brady is under 500 through seven games for the first time in 20 years in his career. Tommy Kraft, is Tom Brady finally over the hill? No. I mean, I mean, for for NFL terms, his age, yes, but uh, I'm a believer that a lot of the decline, and, and he's going to naturally decline because of age. But a lot of his problems this year, I think, are just personal related. Or, I mean, I don't care who you are, but you go through a divorce. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care about your status. What he's going through, reportedly in his personal life, is going to affect his work. Um, anyone you've ever worked around anywhere that's went through something like that, particularly a long-term relationship involving children, is going to be more, I mean, saying it's a major distraction is an understatement. I believe with what we're seeing with this sideline, we'll call it a speech to his offensive line and the words <laughs> that were used there with what we've seen on the field, uh, I think Tom Brady's a victim to personal circumstance, and it, to me, it's totally understandable. Giselle has given him an ultimatum, Tommy. It looks like, according to U.S. Weekly, that he needs to retire, or basically, or else, which uh, those or else's always, and uh, I think we all know what or else is insinuating. I, I don't want to be Max Kellerman, Tommy, because eh, Kellerman predicted Brady's demise years ago and he's been made foolish to look like that since he predicted I just wonder with the personal aspects that you spoke to with his his marriage 
him losing personnel on the offensive line. I think his all-pro center is out either this season or for a couple weeks. I I just don't know if this team is going to make the playoffs this year, and and then I think he's going to call it quits, which stinks, but I think that's going to go how it ends up playing out. Well, I mean, and this happens a lot with the – I mean, Montana was – my Tom Brady of the of the childhood, if you will. I mean, he was the, considered the greatest quarterback and one of the goats of that era. And, I mean, when you look at the all-time greats in the NFL, you know, the conversation can't get much further than Montana and Brady. And those are the comparisons in my lifetime. Um, so he didn't end the way he wanted. I mean, uh, as far as his career, he didn't walk off the field like John Elway with a with a Super Bowl in hand. You know, Michael Jordan didn't either. So it's okay if Tom Brady's career doesn't end, uh, you know, riding off into the sunset with with what would it be, an eighth ring? I mean, if it doesn't end that way, then it doesn't end that way. It doesn't take away from what he accomplished. Rob brings up a good point. Look what it did to Tiger Woods. I think that's a, a comparison that now, at least from our indication, I don't think Tom cheated on his wife is a little different story. But the thing you bring up, Michael Jordan, Tommy, Michael, not damaged his legacy, but if he doesn't play that little stint for the Wizards, I mean, you think about a guy that would have rode off into the sunset like you spoke to. I mean, to beat the Jazz in game six, hitting the shot over Russell, everyone sees the follow through with, I guess it was six seconds left or whatever. I mean, that would have been the greatest retirement of all time. And again, it's not like that. He didn't end up with six rings still, but I think him coming back to the Wizards and people remembering those days, I heard it a little bit, I guess, maybe. I mean, as far as Tom Brady, what was it, a 14-day hiatus from training camp? I mean, A, he's the only player that could demand that, pull it off, and get away with it and still, you know, run the offense, start start for the team. Uh, you know, every gen- general manager, owner, and head coach would have laughed you out of the the room if you'd ask him that for anyone probably other than Brady and maybe Aaron Rodgers because he has him scared to death with the with the Packers. Um, but I can just see it. I mean, his his wife is, is upset with him. His kids are upset with him. Everything at home seems against him. The only safe haven is work, it seems like. Uh, I mean, you know, all of us at some point that are dads and husbands can empathize, you know, maybe not to this scale. I mean, you know, but but we, we understand anyone that's been through a divorce understands how personally destructive it is, especially when kids are involved. And for Tom, the, the concern is not necessarily about money. I mean, she makes plenty of money, too. I mean, it's not about that. Um, but, but then to have to live it so publicly, I don't know how it couldn't affect his performance. And as he goes, just like any other team, he goes as the quarterback, the team goes. I agree. That is your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge and Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. I love going to SEC venues and getting a chance to cross off Jordan-Hare Stadium on the bucket list is one of those scenes I'm really excited to do. We're going to be live at Byron's Smokehouse tomorrow behind enemy lines. Really appreciate Layden Pugh and Agup equipment. They're celebrating their 75th anniversary this year they got 16 locations in arkansas and mississippi check them out at agup.com an official john deere dealer they don't sell maybe at agup and don't forget about first community bank either i was eating dinner last night with my parents and there was a first community bank about 50 yards from us 
When it comes to the community, they put it first. Founded and headquartered in Batesville, Arkansas, they now have 32 locations across this great state and in southern Missouri to serve you. That's First Community Bank. Tom Murphy now joins us here on the program. Tom's going to be in Auburn as well. Tom, I've, I've gotten the advice not uh, about the press box and everything. What is the what is the atmosphere itself? What kind of what is the fan reception like towards Arkansas fans from the Auburn fans in Jordan Hare Stadium? Good morning, everybody. Um, can I be not happy about traveling to Auburn because <laughs> it's uh, it's a mess? I, I mean. We went in 2018. We got off the elevator like normal and would walk down to the area that was the press box, which is one of the best in the conference. It was low, and it was a big, wide open space, and they treated you very nice. and And it was set up for the VIPs, and it was surprising. And then we went on down to the trailer, the Spartan trailer at the end of the stadium that is now the press box, with a bad view from the end zone. Can't see the jumbotron. It's just a disaster. Auburn people are really nice. Their SID staff is probably about the friendliest, one of the friendliest in all the conference. Um, so can't pin it on them. It's the it's the administrators who made the decision. And it won't be long maybe before we'll be covering Auburn football games remotely when we go. So maybe we won't be going. I don't know. Well, Tom, I, I know that this is a huge game for both parties. We were talking about is this the bigger game for – Jimbo Fisher, Brian Horson, and their upcoming matchups this weekend. And I know it's also a big matchup for Sam Pittman. How do you get, if you're Sam Pittman, the secondary comp- or the secondary's confidence back, like you were talking about? Well, I think it helped that they got a few stops last week. I mean, even though BYU moved the ball up and down the field pretty handily um, in the middle part of the first half and the opening part of the second half, but you know, they made the mistake of, you know, snapping the ball on that fourth and one and, and lost it. Latavius Brini got that fumble, and then Hudson Clark got the pick. And I just think you can say, look, we're refreshed. We're getting some of our start, starters back with Slusher and both of the Johnsons, and, and Chavis should be back. Uh, we're playing um, better. We have a game plan against these guys and um, go out there and execute it. Uh, but it has to be done out on the field. And it's been a long season, starting with Jalen Catalan going down in week one and Ladarius Bishop in week two. So uh, I would say they go into this game with a, a, a mild amount of confidence. And if they can get a few stops, if they can come up and tackle Tank Bigsby, help the front line guys, um, it could be uh, even more momentum. That leads me into my question, Tom. Tank, Tank Bigsby is tackling him and, not ha- and having sure tackles like the number one thing for this defense, Bigsby's rushed for six touchdowns this year, uh, a little over 500 yards, over five yards a carry. Uh, a lot of people look at some of the other elements of their offense and their quarterback, but tackling Bigsby to me seems, seems to be the number one thing on the list. Yep, I believe that's priority number one. He was slippery on them two years ago in that kind of a rainy game. Um, he broke so many tackles in that game, and he runs hard. Um uh, and he's got a head of steam coming from the Ole Miss performance he had. So uh, a lot of confidence there. And uh, it's interesting hearing Sam Pittman talk on his radio show last night. When they run their stuff, it's it's there's some RPO to it. And it's like, who do we want to carry the ball? 
And I think at this stage, you'd rather have the Tank Bigsby mesh uh, covered. So Robbie Ashford's read is, I keep the ball. And then, you know, go after a guy who's not as um, uh, maybe adept or used to ball security and that type of stuff, a little taller so you can get down at his legs. But he's a a sprinter. I mean, and and Arkansas had a big-time problem with Jalen Milrow and his speed against Alabama. And so I think Auburn is going to try to get Robbie Ashford through some gaps and out on the edges and see if they could get him loose in the secondary and, and do some damage to the Razorbacks. Rocket Sanders has 870 yards and seven touchdowns. Tom, do we see his 1,000th yard this weekend? Ooh. <laughs> well, let's see. That's easy math, right? Mm-hmm. 130 right. equals 1,000. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think there's decent odds for it because you know that he's going to be a huge part of the game plan because if you can keep the ball and you can you can put seven up at the end of your drives, um, then that puts a, a big amount of pressure on Auburn, Auburn offense to match you every time. And um, if you can milk the clock down and, and just be really efficient, and Sam Pittman talked about how sharp K.J. Jefferson's been in practice this week, um, I think he's, he's played up the fact that he, 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 quote, or they, quote, opened up the offense, meaning they pass passing on earlier downs, passing on first down, um, to set up the run and things like that. But still, um, if you're Arkansas, your game plan has got to be get Rocket about 20 carries, let the other guys do their things too, and uh, 130, I think it's about a 50-50 proposition at this point. Talking with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, whole hog sports. Tom, asking you about the secondary and I know Sam Pittman was talking about Miles Slusher, Jane Johnson being full speed during the SEC teleconference yesterday. I think that leads to question about Hudson Clark, and I know Coach wants to see him on the field. You think Clark should be on the field no matter what and who's back? Um, yeah, I think he's earned that spot. Now, um, him against Tank Biggs being the hole, uh, I mean, you, you're going to probably need some more enforce, reinforcements there. Because we saw what happened when um, when it was him and Dylan Johnson in the A gap, uh, but he knows what he's supposed to do. Um, his confidence is up, and so yeah. And and I asked Sam Pittman specifically about that yesterday, um, and I think they're going to leave him at one of the safety spots. So you can probably see uh, if Breeny's good to go, maybe maybe Breeny Clark and uh, Simeon Blair at safety. And then I think a combo of of Kari Johnson and Chavis and or Chavis and Dwight McLaughlin at corner, and then you got a combo of Slusher and Jaden Johnson at the nickel, and suddenly you're looking like you have a little bit more depth. I mean, look, let's don't let's don't forget the fact that Trent Gordon, yeah, he gave up a touchdown in the Mississippi State game, but you didn't hear his name a ton, and he had five or six tackles against BYU. So that means he was doing good things for you. Uh, and the same thing with Kewan Parker at cornerback. So I think, you know, maybe it's a small blessing in disguise that they've had to go that deep and they got decent play out of those dudes against BYU. Yeah, Tommy, you bring up just some guys, uh, some other guys like Trent Gordon. I wonder, could this be the first time that we see Quincy McAdoo in the secondary outside of just special teams? You know, there's a chance. And what, what Sam Pittman said yesterday was, that, you know, they, they hoped they were able to get him some playing time. So, 
you know, if he's at corner, does that mean he's he's behind McLaughlin, um, Chavis, um, Car Johnson, and Kewan Parker, or has he ascended? I mean, we saw him in practice, and he he looks fast. I mean, he he is a quick twitch guy. He's got some height about him, um, and I mean, he's he's the type of tall corner that if the, if if he's got the hip fluidity and all that, and and he's got his technique, he can help you. And I don't know what ultimately will happen with Quincy if he goes back to receiver next year, but I think it's really neat that after they asked Mbake about it and he did it, that Quincy McAdoo basically volunteered um, just to help out. And so uh, I think one of the issues Arkansas has had this year is they haven't had many games where they can do some experimental stuff like, okay, here's a series, you know, we're up 21 to nothing. We're going to put Quincy McAdoo in for this entire series. They haven't had experimental periods like that. You know, the games that you thought maybe, uh, like Missouri State, didn't materialize that way. I mean, we thought we might see Kiwan Parker in that game and some other guys, and it just hasn't happened. They haven't been afforded that opportunity. And with Liberty coming in next week, um, I, I mean, that to me, that's a tooth and nail game. And so they just haven't had the you know, like to see more of Jordan Crook to see more of, you know, to see Caden Henley um, at linebacker and, and Jackson Woodard, guys who flashed for you in the past. So that's just been one of the uh, offshoots of having a tremendously difficult schedule. Tom, what would back-to-back road wins, I know there's a bye week in between, what, what would a second or a consecutive road win do for the confidence of this team going into this key stretch to close the regular season? Yeah, it would be really huge um, because – we know that Sam Pittman has already, you know, established a culture with the program. The team is bought in. They play for each other. Um, you know, they don't let go of the rope in any games. They, they, they just keep battling. Um, and back-to-back road wins would be a good feather in their cap. And um, it would also break a six-game losing streak to Auburn. Um, and they've already snapped a couple of long streaks. They did it against A&M. Uh, there was decently long ones against um, LSU and like a shorter one against Mississippi State, but they've beaten um, the teams in the West other than Bama and Auburn. So, um, yeah, it would be a huge deal to get a, a road win, the first in, in a decade down at Auburn. Tom, good stuff. We'll catch up Tuesday morning and uh, recap what happened and get ready for next week's non-con game against Liberty. All right, that sounds good. See y'all. All right, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat, Cassette, Whole Hog Sports with us here on the Morning Rush. We're brought to you by Cheap Sleep Mattresses and Furniture. They're all over the Morning Rush listing area. Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and in Conway. Anything you need for the bedroom or the home when it comes to furniture, mattresses, bedroom sets, they have it at Cheap Sleep at great prices. Gel memory foam mattress sets with everything you need. Starting at three ninety nine, you want split king adjustable king size mattress sets? They've got those with the adjustable uh, motorized bed frames. Starting at fifteen ninety nine, and uh, they've also got big savings on sofas and love seats and sectionals as well. Starting at eight ninety nine, it's all at Cheap Sleep. Check them out right now: Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and in Conway. Tell them you heard it on the Morning Rush for a free gift. It's all a cheap sleep. Again, Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and Conway. Tommy, I got asked earlier this week in radio station in Birmingham how many Arkansas fans I expected. How many 
Razorback fans, do we expect to see at Jordan Hare Stadium this Saturday? Oh, I would think several thousand. Uh, th- three to f- three thousand ish would be my guess. I mean, it's a tough trip because you can't fly right into Auburn. Yep. You, you got to go. Let's see. You're going into Atlanta, then driving down. Correct. I think a lot of fans will go that way. The team will, I think, go to Columbus, Georgia, is where you got to go to to land the plane. I think they stay, you know, about an hour outside of Auburn. So Auburn's not a place that's easily accessible. And I think it's about a 10, 11 hour drive, depending on what part of Arkansas you're coming from. Obviously, the eastern side of the state a little bit easier. But uh, I think from the western side of the state, it's, you know, it's 10 or 11 hours. Yeah, it's a it's a far drive, man. And as you just said, there's really no way. It's an hour and a half ish from uh, hour and a half ish or two to Birmingham. Hour and a half ish to two from Atlanta. There's no like direct airport that's really close within the within driving distance at all. I was just kind of curious. I think you probably have a better perspective on that. It, it's going to be a really good game, and I'm I'm glad we're getting a, a chance to go down there. Tank Bigsby stopping him is going to be the key running the football. I don't think. I don't want to jinx these guys. I don't think Arkansas is going to have too tough of a time running the football this weekend. The other game I'm I'm pretty interested and invested in SEC wise, Tommy, is LSU. Or excuse me, Tennessee hosting Kentucky. This is a game, and we know that Athens is where the the mecca of college football is going to be next week, where Tennessee heads there. But you got to get by Tennessee first, and we've seen Tennessee shut down Mississippi State. We've also seen Kentucky shut down Ole Miss, even though they lost that football game. I don't know if Hinton Hooker is going to be able to put up the Heisman-like numbers he did against Alabama. Well, um, that was a special game, special environment. Tennessee's not playing at home in that game. I think that will have a lot to do with whether or not they can kind of go to that magic level. Uh, you know, coach, you know, old coaches will tell you there's only so many times you can reach that magic level in a season. Hey, hey, can they can can Hypo get them there twice in in a short amount of time in a few week period? I was impressed with Tennessee that there was no sluggishness, there was no lackadaisical approach to to a non conference game with UT Martin. Um, to me, the way they won that game was impressive. Coming off such a, I mean, the biggest win since the national championship for that program uh, last uh, you know two weeks ago or not last week, but over UT Martin to come back and play the way they did, pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. All right, Tommy, real quick. It is American Beer Day. Do you have your choice of beer out of the draft, out of the bottle, or out of a can? Of those three options, Mm -hmm. what is the way you're going? Any of them free? All of them are free. (laughs) Oh, Listen, you just expense it, man. That's just expense it. I'm trying to teach you, man. Four years in, still haven't taught you. Yeah, the money's just free when you put it on an expense report. It's almost like it doesn't exist. Well, I mean, I think glass bottle's the way to go. I mean, fresh bottles, something about popping that. I know there's, you know, that sound of of cracking an aluminum can's one thing, but using using that bottle opener and that, that kind of that woof, you know that that sound that comes off of uh, off of a cold glass bottle of beer that's sitting in a you know, kind of a, a soupy mix of ice and and water. That, that that I don't think it gets much better than that. Now I didn't include this option, but Christian text in from Rogers. His says out of the keg keg beer is is hard to beat. I'd say of the three options that I listed, I, I really enjoy it at draft beer. Now I'm weird. I like bottled Coke and draft beer. I don't. I don't know why. There's something about a bottle of Coke when I was a kid that I love, but 
I don't know, draft beer just tastes better to me. I'm sure everyone has an opinion on this. I don't I don't think many people are going to say can, though, are they, Tommy? No. Frosted mug with any of them goes uh, goes great. That so. it does. I can't uh, can't disagree with you. You you know you're at a at a good bar when they pull a mug out of the freezer and you're like I'm in a good spot. Well, I can't imagine a better place to have a cold frosty one than at Gaston's White River Resort. I mean, you can you can get close to that window in the restaurant, watch the fish at night, kind of overlooking the White River. I mean, you can, you can catch a sunset out there near the fire pit, near the river that's just great. There's something about sunset, water, and cold beer that go together. And Gaston's is the place to really enjoy that. The White River is beautiful this time of the year. The pictures I'm seeing on their Facebook page with the fall leaves starting to change just makes it a really magical time to go. Call the crew up there, 870-431-5202, and make your reservation. Gaston's has got a variety of cabins and lodges to Really take care of your group, whether it's two or 22, they can handle you and a great restaurant on site as well. I love Gaston's. You will too. 870-431-5202. Gaston's, a first-class time every time. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Nohouseadvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Arkansas football. It's the players running through the A. Hog hats. It's more than 70,000 fans calling Woo Pig Suey. Yes, sir. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! This is your hog update on the morning rush. Brought to you by Mr. Sparky. Need a licensed electrician to service your home? For one of their local pros, call 888-8-SPARKY. Jordan Walsh got named to the 20-person watch list for the 2023 Julius Irving Award. That was what the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announced yesterday. Dr. J, Tommy, anytime you're associated with the legend, Dr. J, it's probably a good thing. Man, he could uh, he could hoop back in the day. Duncan machine, wasn't he? He could do it all. So, uh, what, Sixers, most most of the 80s with the Sixers, I guess. I'm trying to remember. That was when I was a kid, so... Uh, 
I, I, good on you for knowing Dr. J. I, it would not have surprised me someone in your generation need a little uh, mm-hmm. little brush up on Dr. J. I, I'm good 80s and 90s NBA. Before that, my, my education is a, a little hairy, but, mm-hmm. I mean, 83 NBA champion, played alongside Mo Cheeks, Moses Malone. I mean, he had some dudes. Charles Barkley, a young rookie he got later in his career. So, yeah, he, he got a chance to play alongside some dudes and happy for Jordan to see him being at least on this watch list for this season. What are, you, what are your expectations for Jordan Walsh uh, this season? I mean, we, we, we've seen him in exhibition games. We won't get to see him Saturday. Thank you, Longhorn Network. We've seen him in the international games. Uh, what kind of impact does he have this year? That's a good question. I think I know what I'm going to – See out of Anthony Black and Nick Smith. I think Nick's going to be the leading scorer. Anthony's going to be an assist hype man who's going to be throwing oops all over the place. There's going to be some freshman mistakes they both make. Jordan's kind of an unknown at this point. His athleticism and ceiling's off the charts. I saw him hit a corner three against Rogers State, and I love seeing that because I think he can stretch the floor if he's confident, gets his feet set. I think we're going to see athleticism, a lockdown defender, and, and a guy that just makes you go, whoa every once in a while during a game. I don't know if he's going to be a a 20-a-game guy, but I I think he has the ability at any given game to to go for 20-plus and even double digits, Tommy. How quick players like Walsh and Nick Smith and Black, there's others, but particularly those three, how quickly they are no longer freshmen critical? Can they be players beyond their age, beyond their, their status by January? If you're going to do something special, and you talked earlier with Tom about making it to Houston, they got to play to, and I think they already do play it at a high level, but they got to elevate that even more by January to get there. Yeah, and I think you made a good point in the summer. By January, a lot of the times these guys aren't even freshmen anymore with the amount of time they play, with them getting the offseason work. Nick doesn't look like a freshman, and he has such a high standard for himself, as Moses Moody did, that you just don't see. I think Anthony's going to make more freshman mistakes because he is that ball handler, and he's going to try these these fancy passes at time and stuff, which a lot of times will be great. Sometimes they'll make you want to claw your eyes out. And then with Jordan, I think it's just a, a confidence thing that if he is that third or fourth guy, how he fits into that role, that's going to be something, as you just said, so important for this basketball team. I'll tell you who's showing out right now in the National Basketball Association. That's Bobby Portis. 26 points last night against the Nets. He goes 8 of 14 from three-point range. And, uh, man, they love him there in Milwaukee. Portis, the rebound, the putback, no good, but a foul. And the final screen from Bobby Portis fires up the crowd. Tommy, he is only second in popularity in Wisconsin to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he is beloved up there in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, you know, I think how many Bucks fans have, have been created in the state? Probably more in central Arkansas would be my guess. But uh, there's people probably paying a lot more attention to what happens in Milwaukee with basketball than ever before. And it's great to see not only him win, but have that championship come back, be honored here. Um, of all the players that are kind of natives to Arkansas, he may have the the best and longest career of all those active guys right now. I don't know if he can get to like Joe Johnson's type career, but uh, he's well on his way. I love watching this guy play. I got a chance to watch him at Hall in high school, mm-hmm. not too far down the road for where I am right now. And 
they ran this, uh, and I saw Must do this on Monday night, Tommy, that like kind of half-court one-two-two press a little bit. They did that with Bobby in the back end when he was like 6'10 in high school. You just couldn't score on him. Well, that's what, that's why they won state championships. Yeah, well, there were some epic battles between Hall and Parkview for those two or three years there. So, I mean, some in Central as well. That, that was some fun basketball to, to, to watch and work. A couple other things. Injury-wise for this football game on Saturday, Henderson's status looks like it's up in the air, according to Coach Pittman. Could play, could not. Crawford, Tykees Crawford's back. Jaden Hazelwood and Sam Mbake were apparently banged up, but they should be fine. Looked like, according to Sam Pittman, Tommy, in the SEC teleconference, that Jaden Johnson and Miles Slushers are, are full go, just kind of shaking the rust off a little bit. I'll believe it when they're out there. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Fair enough. And it's not Pittman's fault necessarily, but I don't think he's misleading anybody. I think he's hopeful too. But, man, we've been told this week after week, oh, this guy will be back, this guy will be back, this guy. And it just, you know, for whatever reason, particularly in the secondary, hadn't panned out. So uh, I'm the doubting Thomas this morning. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's okay. That's going to do it for your hog update, brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Wild story that I was reading in The Guardian, Tommy, and I don't know how to pronounce this, Amu Haji. He's, sure. it's, a, it's a tender name for an elderly person. Uh, he's an Iranian hermit that reportedly went 60 years without showering or bathing. Because he felt like it would be harmful to his health. So he was twelve for sixty years. All right, I, got it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I got is, a twelve-year-old that he, he he would go sixty years if we'd uh, let him. I think. What is the longest you've ever gone without showering? Oh, man, if you go more than like two days, you, I can't stand myself. So, two three days. I mean, I can't go a week. That'd be punishment. No, I I, I can't do that. So. Two, three days, probably. I mean, we I would, got in COVID, now, in COVID mode when we, we weren't leaving the house much <laughs> and you weren't moving around, you weren't sweating. You, you know, you might wear the same T-shirt and sweatpants for, you know, four or five days. So, I mean, outside of COVID, it, 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 I can't go that long. Yeah, Tommy, I uh, I would say that mine was pro- that two or three days and I was alerted by some close friends of mine that I I needed to mm-hmm. uh, I needed to shower because I smelled like a garbage mm-hmm. can, and that's when you know you're like, all right, well if my if my guy friends are telling me this, it's probably uh it's probably time I I do that mm-hmm. and abide by that. But I just thought that was crazy. Sixty years didn't shower. Sixty years, unbelievable, unbelievable. Don't understand that, but you do, you man. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. 
And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. All right, it's hour number three of the Morning Rush Recruiting Thursday. Clay Henry is set to join us in just a sec. You know what I appreciate about Sam Pittman, amongst other things. When he says we, even on the teams that he didn't coach, which would be from 2016 to 2019, he still he still chalks it up to losses that the team suffered. And he's almost emphasizing that he was on the team then, and he know he wasn't. You've lost these guys six straight times. Last time was in 2015. Bumper pool. Dalton Wagner, they know all that. They know that all too well. We heard from Dalton this week. They want to beat these guys. Tommy, we'll see if they can on Saturday. Yeah, it uh, really provide a boost. Back-to-back road wins heading into this last five-game stretch. Uh, be a be a big confidence boost uh, for a team that you know had a three-game skid. Hey, we're brought to you by World of Wireless. Deer season's here, but modern gun season is a couple of weekends away. College football, you know, all of us love both. So be able to enjoy both at the same time with the playmaker from World of Wireless. What is that? Well, it's the easy-to-use, easy-to-set-up portable satellite system. Weighs about 8 pounds. It looks like a cube. Fits in the back of the truck or the trunk or anywhere you're going easily. You just set it out, give it clear line of sight, hook it up to your dish receiver, into your TV, and bam. No internet required, nothing but power required, and you've got exactly what you need to enjoy TV anywhere you're at. So I know a lot of those places you like to hunt are in the middle of nowhere. So if you're going to do that, you need to uh, get a playmaker from World of Wireless. 877-305-DISH for WOW, World of Wireless. Clay, good morning, man. I I want to start with the sweet spot. And I know that Dalton and the rest of the guys are really jacked up to beat this Auburn football team. Saw it didn't play out like many thought it would last year. First time Sam Pittman's been favored in an SEC game. You've watched a lot of Arkansas football over years, how do you find that sweet spot where you don't get too amped up to beat a team, but also at the same time fuel it as motivation with these six straight losses that they've had? I, I suppose that was for me, right? Just yeah. Bear, you were going in and out while, while you were talking there. I wasn't sure if you were addressing that to me. I I can I can say that simply you prepare each week to play a game. And you have your system in place, your practice schedules. So there's no difference in Auburn or any other SEC team. They're all, they're all the same, and, and they all count the same. And you prepare with all your might every week from scratch. And uh, the good news is you had two weeks to get your plan together. Not now You may not have put it in, in place until yesterday or Sunday. Um, but you've had it in place, and so uh, makes it easier. 
to implement. And I know Does that coach, make sense? Yeah, and I know Coach was kind of talking about, like you're saying, they, did, they didn't really start – they they have Auburn stuff that they're looking at, Correct. but they don't really start full prep and until th- this week. W- when it comes to bye weeks, Clay, outside of just getting healthy and kind of relaxing a little bit, like K.J. Jefferson is speak, speaking to, what, what else do coaches do outside of recruiting during bye weeks? <laughs> well, uh, they may get uh, a dinner at home, <laughs> may, may not have to eat at the office, but you said other than recruiting. Well, that's what it is, and it is a week to catch up on letter writing. Uh, you know, maybe maybe somebody is, is having a good senior season that you didn't know about last spring. You know, there's always late bloomers. When I say late bloomers, you know, there's some guys in some programs that don't play a lot until their senior year, and you don't know about them. So they're, they're watching tape and doing things in recruiting, and don't ever minimize the time that they spend on recruiting in an off week. It, it, is, it is where you catch up. You know, there, there's extra minutes, there's extra hours. Um, and then there's there's probably Saturday night and Sunday uh, morning that you don't have to be in the office. So that, that's, that is, uh, you know, that's a chance to go to church with your family or do some things that maybe you hadn't, you know, that you haven't been able to do in, in seven weeks or eight weeks. Re-recruit your wife and kids, drink well, them out of the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, and... and you know, they they may take care of some honeydews in the garage or something. You know, it's just there's it's just a different mindset. You know, when you get you know they're they're recruiting on Friday, but they're going to get home sometime on Saturday, and they're going to have a full day, really to uh, to be around. You know, Kendall Browse, he might you know he might jump into bass boat and take his son to Beaver Lake for two hours or something. I mean, it's just there's there's little things like that that they haven't been able to do. And uh, you know they'll they'll watch a little football too. Yeah. So let's let's look at this game, this matchup, and and every week's different as we talk about often. Um, the matchups this week is is it as simple when you look at numbers that Arkansas should should exploit the run game? What what stands out to you when you analyze the matchups this week, Clay? Well, yeah, that's part of it. Is that Arkansas you know should be able to run the ball. But you don't know until you get out there what a team has done. I mean, Arkansas is not like everybody else, and teams don't play Arkansas the way they play other teams. And you know, will Auburn really load the box because they don't respect you know these receivers? Now, BYU proved that that's you know that's not an effective way to play. Um, you know, you watched the way Arkansas played against uh, uh, BYU in the second half. I mean, they they said they dared them to run in the first possession. They did, and they gradually, you know, kind of cut that out. So you have to see what adjustments a team makes both at the start and the halftime to know. You can take the run away, but you can leave your secondary so exposed that it's you know it's a track meet there too. So that's the the beauty of what Arkansas has, and and they can. They can take advantage of, I believe, of where Auburn tries to make up for their lack of mm-hmm. uh, talent on the defensive line. They're, they're not as good on the defensive line. You go back six, seven years and look at the guys that Kevin Steele had in the defensive line, and I, I don't know, it was a game in Fayetteville four years ago. I can't remember exactly when. 
but it was the first play of the game. Their defensive tackle ran down the running back, you know, at the boundary. I mean, this is a 320-yard, 20-pound guy, you know, taking sail, you know, to the sideline and crushed the guy for, you know, for a minus one. Well, that's all I needed to see in the game. Arkansas wasn't going to – they weren't going to do anything against that defense, and that's what Auburn's had. They don't have that now, and that's – and they're not as good in the offensive line. So what have we been saying forever – that this is a line of scrimmage league. Auburn's talent has slipped. Now, they're they're not a you know they're not a poor team, but they're not the level that they've been in the trenches, and it makes it tougher for their backs. It makes it tougher for their linebackers and their safeties. We've seen Arkansas in that position, you know, this year, you know, where they're not, you know, last year's defensive line they threw people around. Starting with starting with Ridgeway, yeah. I mean, he just stood up and just threw people around. You know, I noticed it. The, you know, against the Texas uh, offensive line, and if you got players like that, it changes what you have to do in your blocking. Yeah, you're talking about the safeties. I mean, yeah. Arkansas has been waiting to get guys back for several weeks. We and, and Coach Pittman has talked about that every week, expecting guys back. But Slusher and Johnson and John, you know. Do, do, do you? What's your confidence level? They'll actually get back out on the field this week. Well, the the good news is that you played some other guys, so you don't have to play slusher. You know, seventy, eighty plays. You know, if he can give you forty plays, and you know they they've got some guys to to slide around now. I feel much better knowing that you've got Hudson Clark to to play safety now in. You know he he will make plays. He he give up a play, uh, but they're all doing that. And you know that's the 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 bad part about playing in the secondary is that you are going to give up a play, and you just got to forget it and go on and play the next one. And you know, and, and I I've got friends that watch the game, and I you know I'll get a text from them. It's like that guy should be. He he should be left in Brigham Young or you know Provo. He he should not be allowed to come home. I was like, man, you go out there and try to tackle somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's not that easy. And some of them, you know, they don't have a lot of experience and they're learning on the fly, or they or they lack something that you wish they had, which is a little bit more speed or maybe a little more size. And some of them that they need both. <laughs> they're not they're not, you know. 210 pound slobber knockers that you know that you think oh they hit you like a water moccasin so i mean it's you know they're they don't have everything that you want but they're playing hard and they they you know they they've made some plays of late they're gonna have to make some plays at auburn i mean they they, they auburn's capable of moving the ball and and i you know i think they're running back tank bigsby he's He's hell on wheels. I mean, he is with a good offensive line. I mean, he's he's just as good as well, as Rocket Sanders, in my opinion. I mean, the the fear I think you if you're analyzing, or at least you know, you tell me if I'm wrong, is him running all over you, and the missed tackles add up to tons of first downs and in red zone. He'll make you miss tackles too. Exactly. He'll ru- he's he'll run through tackles. It's not the yeah. quarterback; it's him that worries me. They've got to stop him on first down, and. Set it up where it's third and eight. Their quarterbacks, and they've played several, 
will not beat you on third and eight. They just won't. Consistently, they can't make plays. Uh, now, last will they the have a world championship game against Arkansas? I mean, that can happen. Yeah. And I did not think Auburn would be able to pass on Arkansas last year. If you'll remember, their receivers had dropped 30 to 40 passes in the games leading up to playing Arkansas. They dropped zero against Arkansas, none. And they've been averaging six or seven drops per game. They caught every Bo Nix pass. And, and eventually, you know, he did whatever he wanted to. He ran it, you know, he threw it. But they had not been consistent consistent in the passing game. Do they desist the week that their quarterbacks – you know, show a little bit of polish because they haven't. They've thrown it to the other team a lot. If I remember correctly, that was the first game after Jalen's injury that he was out the rest of the season. They were, I think, still adjusting because they, as you just said, Clay Bonix looked like a Heisman Trophy that game. It was, it was tough. They Terrific. A, a but, his, but his receivers caught everything, and they hadn't been doing that. He had, I don't know which game it was right before Arkansas played them. Uh, maybe it was Georgia that, their their receivers dropped two or three passes that, that could have been touchdowns, but yeah. they didn't catch them. Clay, I, I want to ask you about Brian Harson, and I think dead man walking is a term that Tommy and I have used in association with him. I mean, is there any way that he survives this season, in your opinion? Yeah, I, you know, they're going to have a new athletic director. He's going to want a new coach. Uh, I, I think it, it will be something that, that – you know, that happens when the season's over, but I wouldn't think so. It doesn't look like he's having any fun. It doesn't look like their team is having fun. Uh, you know, I mean, it's you, you hear all these little stories, you know, like, you know, he's told players that they can't, you know, they can't take a red shirt or whatever unless it's a medical. Well, you know, it, it just looks like that's uh, – if that kind of information is getting out, well, it can't be that players are enjoying it. You know, it's like, you know, the coach makes the rules. I, I think he's one of those that's pretty tough on people around him, and it's not going over well. You know, when you're losing, that's that's uh, that's not a good combination. I want to ask you about um, that because Tommy made a point earlier about that, that the, it's not the players that have the power. It's the co- what did you think about that report from, coming from the Auburn Daily, Clay? You mean – Dates not allow players to. I mean, I don't know what the right approach for that. You know, if you think players are jumping ship, I. You know, Red Lashley is in a mess down there at SMU. His roster is about to turn over, and he's going to be in the portal. Um, but he, you know, he's trying to. He's trying to save his job. There ain't any question about that. He also is trying to make sure that he has enough players to finish the season. There's no question about that. So I, I don't know what his options are, and it's it's a new world. Everything is different. I mean, it's it is. There's nothing that you can say about what's going on in college football now that I would have told you five years ago was even remotely possible. Can would would I have ever believed that players would be smoking weed in the <laughs> locker room before a game? Would, I mean, it's just not. I mean. Well, is that? They, well, Clay, surely they did that when Wilson Matthews was there back in the you 60s. You didn't do that right? at Central, I mean, Clay? They didn't do that with Wilson Matthews back in well, the 60s? I've never done that, so that's the answer to that <laughs> oh. question. Uh, plain and simple. And I'm not going to say that, that, you know, 
well, let's let's just move on to something else. <laughs> I don't really want to say what I have done and what I haven't done. I mean, we'll let Ooh. Ty do that because he's as. Um, but it, it's it's just not nothing is normal anymore. Um, and, and I, you know, I think they've got the you know dysfunctional locker room at Texas A and M. There ain't any question about that. Uh, we've heard over the last you know seven or eight years that it's been a crazy locker room at Texas. You know, no, nobody's happy. The coaches, uh, you know, doing things that don't make any sense. You know, heck, uh, Steve Sarkeesian forgot to sing the eyes of Texas. Well, that's a fireable offense right there. <laughs> he, he left the field at, at Stillwater, did not sing the eyes of Texas with the team. And, I mean, it's like – Whoops. That's something that I know he has to do, and I'm not in Austin. But it, it's everybody in Stillwater knew. Well, he didn't sing the eyes of Texas. There he went, yeah. and uh, didn't take long for that to come up, did it? No, not at all. Hey, we're brought to you by WT Equipment. They have eight locations across Arkansas and northern Louisiana to take care of everything you need when it comes to New Holland agricultural and construction equipment, sales, service, parts, so they can. You know, do all your maintenance, do all your repairs as well. So whether you're getting that final load of hay put up or you're planting for the next uh, for the next crop or you're thinking about next year and investing in new equipment, they have what you need. Plus construction equipment as well from New Holland, both pre-owned and new inventory on both sides. So when you're ready to invest in agricultural or construction equipment, uh, stop by and see WT Equipment. They have a location in Searcy, Springdale, and you can find the rest of them online at WT Equip. Clay, you bring up Texas. I think one thing that's been a uh, a central part of the conversation the last few days is the Arkansas-Texas exhibition game that's this Saturday. It's supposed to have been on the Longhorn Network. Now it's not going to be televised. But uh, make no doubt, it's even though it's a game that won't count, it's 12 versus 10. It's Arkansas versus Texas. I think fans are a little P.O. that can't watch this. And it's a great measuring stick heading into the regular season. Yeah, you say Arkansas, Texas, and it just would make sense that it'd be on TV. But I get it. This is, uh, you know, we're in, we're in the middle of football season. Everybody's stretched. This is an open date for Texas, but still, this isn't something that's been planned for you know for months. This was thrown together, and you know, you have an open date. Everybody makes their own plans to do something else, and all at once, you got to try to figure out how to get a tv crew together and sometimes it's not as easy as as you think i don't believe the coaches really want it to be on tv that's what i think i don't think it has anything there is a paranoia there is a paranoia that exists with football coaches and all coaches to be honest that they think that the opposition is going to get an advantage because of you know that this is uh you know where they can start breaking down tape on you know an opposition, and that's what they would do. So they think, well, we'll eliminate that. And I and it's not Musselman. He does. He has no say in it. Uh, it's strictly the home team decides, and you don't. You're not asked. You're not told. You just show up and play the game. Yeah, but he thinks the same way. Or the Rogers State game would have been on SEC Network Plus. The Red White yeah, game. Yeah, I mean would it's have not. Been. It's not as easy as just saying you snap your fingers for an exhibition or you know Red White game or whatever and put them on TV. It's uh, this is a time of year where there's a lot of things going on that require 
you know, effort from an administration and money, and you just have to decide, you know, is it is it worth it? And I I don't, um, yeah, I, I I get that that, but it's just it's just a tougher deal when you're stretching your personnel. So, and I'm talking about administration, everything about it, and the people that you need to do a TV broadcast. When they see an open date, they plan to do other things. And I, and I don't mean just take a vacation. I mean, some of them, they have abilities in production that they, they're freelancing and they sign deals with other people. Cause they're, they're, and then they throw this game together. It's tough. Hey, if you're going to do some cold water bass fishing this weekend, might want to take along uh, the Umbrella Flash Mob Jr. If you're headed down to the lake, it's the best lure for duplicating small schools of shad. It can be worked from the top of the water column all the way to the bottom. So whether it's a bass tournament you're in or you're just having some fun on the water this weekend, you need the Umbrella Flash Mob Jr. It will help you catch them. Find it at Walmart, Bass Pro Shops, Academy, LureNet.com, and tackle stores all over the place. The Umbrella Flash Mob Jr. All right, when we come back, I want you to answer this question for me. Is there more pressure on Brian Harson hosting Arkansas, or is it Jimbo Fisher hosting Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss? That's the question that we'll have heading into the break. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.